Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Quin de Greymont, a paladin from Florban in the province of Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawford, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Keswick. Hi, I'm Rick, and I play Otto, a spring sage from Hanwir, sworn to the land, wandering the plain and setting wrongs to right with Xersine companion Bojo. And a happy new year to everyone. This week we are releasing a special extra long episode in honour of Eric Hopper, who has once again visited our Buy Me a Coffee page, filling our water skins and quenching our thirsts for our journey to Generix and beyond. Thank you, Eric, for your extreme generosity and support of what we do. It is greatly appreciated. It helps us to keep our standards high and incorporate new aspects while supporting other deserving creators in the wider process. And with that important piece of housekeeping now done, it's time to move on to the introduction for our first episode of 2024. Last time, in the secrets of the Silver City, a battle of wits and wills had begun. Our rugged ranger rustled up a rather rapid web of vegetation, which proved effective in grasping their aggressor. But the blood-sucking butler dissipated once more, casually slip-sliding smokily between our band of brethren, before appearing right in front of the sorceress with cruel intent. Upon engaging his glare, Laura failed to elude the effects of his domination, and, as her will waned, pertinent panic pervaded the party. As the vexed vampire turned the tables and took control, he harnessed her arcane arsenal, offering Otto several singeing assaults, leaving their newfound friend's fur seriously frazzled. Attempts to tether Allura ended in vain, as Rick reminded everyone that she was under the effects of some freedom of movement magic, meaning the ranger's restraints were retrospectively revoked. As we exited stage left in episode 115, the struggle was still in full swing. Episode 116, Charge of the Smite Brigade. Ogfar, you're up next. Uh, right, okay, so, um, what I am going to do, I'm gonna take a bit of a bolt out of here, I think, uh, towards Esther, okay. could I somehow use Murdoch to fly in the face of Elora to distract her a little bit, so I don't provoke an attack of opportunity? Yeah, you can you can command uh, Murdoch to do that. Murdoch will start flapping around Elora's head. 
Okay. And so you're moving to more towards. Uh, yeah, sort of the, the top side of Esther to get the other side of the, to sandwich the vampire, basically. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of make this this running dart, which is going to encounter an attack of opportunity from the vampire as you move okay, yeah. space. Do you want to reconsider that movement in any way at all? Because you are right next to both Qin and Laura, and that path will take you through the vampire certain squares. Well, if I went south, I could move away from Alora. I could use 30 to get round there and be next to Esther, if that is the case. Okay, you will, you will still provoke an attack of opportunity from Qin and have to be done then, yep. Yeah. Because uh, I, I ain't staying there. Okay, so, Kieran and Alora, you can both make me attack of opportunities. However, this is an action that will go against your nature. So, you can both make me will saving throws with a plus two bonus. Will save with a plus two. That's 25 all in. So 17 plus 2 plus 6 from Alora. Okay, Kieran? That's 5 plus 1 plus 2 for Kieran. Oh. No, too late. I've missed my chance here. I could have done something else. Nice. Okay, so Alora, as Ogvar releases you or, or, or kind of steps away from you and begins to move out of the way, you've got Murdoch flapping in your face. You go to strike Ogfar with an open-handed slap because it's all you've got. And you have this sudden moment of this kind of thick treacle that you've been wading through in your mind begins to clear and you come back to consciousness. Oh. And you're able to stop yourself from hitting Ogfar as he passes through. Kewin, however, you are not. You are still fully entrenched in this creature's grasp. So make me an attack of opportunity against Ogvar, please. That's two. Plus eighteen. It's twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hits, yeah. Basically, that hits. It was a one. <laughs> okay. Uh, victim of your own success there, I think, or at least Ogvar is. Okay, and the damage? 12. 12 points of damage. Okay. So, Ogvar, you t you take this kind of glancing blow across your back from Kewin as you hot-foot it out of there. Uh, but you're, you're able to get out of there, and, and as you kind of turn to face your opponent, this vampire, you do actually notice Elora kind of stood there, stunned. Um, and beginning to, you would assume, come back into consciousness. She's, she seems to be coming around from, from this creature's grasp. Okay, so... Laura, you're up next. Your turn. Um, I'm going to kind of shake my head. Uh, try and take in the scene around. I assume that I would probably, I imagine that I would probably just have, I can't remember what initially, what has just happened, that I have like a blank spot that I just can't recall. You have, you have fleeting um, impressions. 
you, you vaguely remember something, you know, you firing off a couple of spells, but you don't remember much about it. Uh, she's going to turn around on the spot um, to see where everybody is. Yep. Um, obviously, the room's still illuminated from the bolts on the ceiling that Qin fired oh, yes. in. Yep. Um, can I see where this vampire is? Can I can I locate him as I spin around and oh, look? Oh yeah, you can locate him. He's he's right. You know, ten foot in front of you, ten fifteen foot in front of you. Right. Well, she's probably still got some residual tingling in her fingers from the fact that she kind of vaguely recalls firing off a couple of spells and instinctively as this is tingling on her fingers I think she would she just I think she would throw a lightning bolt at him she knew that when he went into the sphere the lightning the lightning worked on the sphere so she would stick with what she knows had an effect okay so I think she would throw another lightning okay, bolt. Okay, so you begin to throw this lightning bolt. Qin, you can make me another will save with a plus two, please. Eight, that's 15 plus one plus two, 18. Amazing. Okay, so as you begin to raise your sword for another swing at this opponent in front of you, which is uh, giving you this attack of opportunity... You also kind of startle back into consciousness as you realise that this this person is a Laura, um, not an enemy, it's a Laura, and you are able to chase away these kind of evil touches from your mind. A Laura. Okay, so you're throwing a lightning bolt, so that's a reflex save from the vampire. Okay, so that is a... Ooh, off the table. Uh, that is a 5 plus 6. So that is an 11 for the reflex save? No. Absolutely not. Okay. That's a fail. So, roll your 96 damage then, please. 96 coming up. Oh, this looks better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's 6. That's 16. Uh, 20, 28, 30. That's 34 points of luscious damage. Ouch! Okay. And and as this spell goes off, Alora feels that something within her, that is, that's the last time she can't, she feels that there's no more of that type of energy to draw on. As it releases, it's, it feels like there's nothing further to draw on there. Okay, so, nice one. Right, perfect. Okay, so is that the end of your turn? Um, I think. Can she? She can. Can she see where Rowan has caught up? Um. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to turn around, but yeah, you know where Rowan is. He's he's being quite loud about it. Yes. Okay. She's she's going to she's going to turn. Uh, oh, hang on. Who's next door? You've got Murdoch and um, Qin next to you. She's going to briefly turn her head over her shoulder. She's going to go, Rowan, Rowan, it's okay. I'll come for you. Just stay where you are. I know you can't move, but just stay there. You hear this kind of very... Don't struggle. You hear this very distressed childlike wail of... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> From Rowan. He's, he's entangled by these vines. Okay. So, next up, Otto. What are you doing? You are now about one and a half times the size you were previously with static e fur. Um, and hurting. Uh, yes, hurting it's, it's going to sting. Um, how <coughs> how badly injured does our foe look? Oh, he looks very ragged. You can see that his his jacket is torn. Um, he's got one sleeve left on his jacket. This silk shirt underneath is is, is in ribbons from where you've clawed him. Um, his trousers look they've seen better days and and. Uh, this 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 creature in front of himself he looks tussled he looks roughed up he's got a massively bruised cheek and and one side of his face it is almost like a perfect paw imprint where you've clobbered him around the side of the face um he's he's not looking great at all he's looking incredibly bad okay seeing this lightning bolt fly across from laura i'm gonna presume that she has her senses back um, and just hope that there's nothing else there. I am going to charge the this, this creature and try and put it down. Okay, so roll to hit. Okay, single attack. I am rolling like a demon. That is a thirty-two. Oh, yes, that that will hit. Yes. Can I just say once again, thank you for these dice. <laughs> you are most welcome. <laughs> um, although I just rolled a, a one, um, so that's only ten Have damage. Balance. Okay. Ten damage, and you're charging. So is that just uh, is that a claw? Is it? That's just a claw, just the one. Okay. Nice. Yeah. But so you he go. He's physical, though, right? Uh, yeah, he is physical. So I could maybe try and grab him and give him a nice big cuddle again? You you can, yes. You, you can give him a cuddle if you so wish. Oh, I'm so going to try to. You've landed a melee touch attack. So next step is to uh, make another melee touch attack, attack. Oh, no, sorry. So you provoke an attack of opportunity from... Oh, no, you've got improved grapple, haven't you? Grab. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that takes up. So, what so does that should say? it what be another grapple check then, shouldn't it? I think. Uh, yes. Okay, fingers crossed. I have all my trust in this lovely blue dice. That trust is well founded. That is a 30. Ouch! Yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay, so you've got hold of uh, this vampire. Yep. Excellent. Um. So I believe you caught something I didn't, which was the yes. unarmed damage. Yep, so roll for an unarmed strike. Um, is it just the damage, or have I got to roll the attack? Uh, no, it's just the damage. Okay. Let's give, let's give this a go. Uh, unarmed, so it's just going to be... 10 points of damage? Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you give him a nice cuddle and a jolly good squeeze to top it off. 
I'm going to feel a little bit happier now. You, you, you actually, as you squeeze him, you start to feel some of his limbs giving away. You feel his left arm, his, his upper arm snap like a twig beneath your strong grasp. Uh, and yeah, he's hissing and snarling in, in pain and anger here. Okay, so is that the end of your turn? I'll end my turn very happily, thank you. Excellent. So, this vampire, as is the tradition of things, proceeds to turn himself into smoke <coughs> and floats away towards the set of stairs uh, in his in his foggy form. Okay. So, next up, Esther. Otto, you've been left there kind of in this in this big hugging pose with, with nothing to grasp onto. Mm. Uh, Esther makes off in hot pursuit after the vampire. She is unable to reach him in this round. However, she has closed the gap. She's now about five foot behind him. Kieran, you're up next. I can reach him, can't I? Just... Yeah. Yes, right. you can. And if I use my charging smite along with my gloves of electricity, it all it all combines, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay. Okay, so roll to hit. That's twenty-four. Twenty-four will just hit. Wow. Okay, so that's 31 plus that, plus that, plus that can have two d6s. Give him all the dice, give him loads. <laughs> so that's 10, 18, 24, 28, 32 and 31 is 63 damage. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> go Kuin. This vampire was still in foggy form. So how much of that damage was from the gloves and from your charging smite? From my charging smite is 27 28 from charging smite plus a d8 which was 8 so that's 36 plus 14 from my gloves which was 50 ouch charging smite yeah. is 1d8 yep. 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 plus 9 Plus 18. Yep. Plus my st- Do I count my strength on that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So give Just me, give me one second. So is your charging smite, is that a magical effect or is it a physical? I don't know. That's physical, isn't it's it? Charging. Physical it's a physical attack, physical isn't it? You attack feet, with your weapon. Yeah, you have to attack, but it, it, it's divine. Whatever, I don't know. 
It's divine. It's hard. It, it's hard. He's charging it's smite a spell. I, I, I don't charging know. Charging smite. It's not a spell, isn't it? A feat. I think no. it's a feat. It, it's it's, it's a, a characteristic of um, so, okay. being a paladin. It's a class feature, isn't it? Yeah, it's a class feature. So nice. Same as detect evil and orange colour and courage and all that. <laughs> lot. And all those other wonderful things yeah. that paladins get. <laughs> cool <laughs> stuff. Right, I'm to take it. Hang on. So I'm trying to get it. Note to self. If Q charges, step yeah. aside. <laughs> I didn't think it was magical. I thought it was just something that was. I don't know. <clears throat> it's hard to say. So your what? charges what? might was a replacement for the mount, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh. It was the charging spite, mm. yeah. which is 18 points. So that's out of a different book, isn't it, charging spite? Yes, so a, a standard smite, so a charging smite only allows you to charge while you're performing the action. So a standard smite only allows you to deal extra damage with a weapon. Yeah. So, as this is, hasn't got a physical form, the damage from your gauntlets is the only damage that will be counted. Oh, okay. 14. 14 points, okay. Nice. So, Q in. This vampire has turned into its foggy form and it's this swirling mass of, of black fog has, has travelled across the room, heading towards the stairway. Esther has turned and run in hot pursuit of this creature, attempting to chase it down and catch it. From your position, you turn, heft your bastard sword, and sprint towards it. You pass Esther, and very quickly approach this swirling mass, bringing your sword down and activating your gauntlets at the same time. The electricity arcs down the blade, and as it enters this cloud, you hear the fizzling sound and, and crashing sound of electricity scorching and burning. As your sword passes through, you hear an unearthly hissing scream. And this black fog that swirls in the air almost condenses, crystallises, and then scatters into black sand that coats the floor. <coughs> Whoa! Where the coach? Q in, I think you've got him. He's gone. He's gone. Everybody's gone. Well, that was very unpleasant. Rowan! Rowan! Um, Laura's going to run over to Rowan. She doesn't care about anything else at this moment in time. Hang on a minute. Where are the stairs? Just a the moment. Where are the, the stairs? On the left. Where? On the left. On the most left. Far left of the wall. So, how did Q in run through? The mass of entanglement. He didn't. I had enough. He ran it. So the vampire headed. The vampires headed towards the stairs, going towards right. mid a straight line. It is just oh. entered just into the edge of the entanglement, but because it has no form, it can't be grabbed. Uh, okay. Qin has run up behind it, just on the very edge, and right, managed to it. take it down. Sorry, yeah, I wasn't actually looking at the map. Sorry, when you said he went for the stairs, I just assumed, I just suddenly realised. 
Okay, so um, the first thing that Laura would do, having seen this, is immediately sprint over towards Rowan. And she's okay. going to take a dagger off her side and try and reach up and start cutting him free. Obviously being careful not to cut him. Okay, so you, you start doing that and you're getting grabbed by tendrils of, of, of vines and, and thorns and, and they're wrapping around you as you're cutting and you're not making much headway here. Can I can Ogvar not dispel it or is it just got to uh, ride its course? Ogvar, you can dispel it. Okay, probably do that then. Probably for the best. Does not until she's tried. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing these jokers having a bit of fun, I think I might wander over to where this thing was, still very much in bear form. Uh, is, is there any clothes left, or is it just this black sand? Yeah, so as you take a close inspection, you can see tattered ribbons of this kind of mushroom pink silk. Mushroomy, pinky, beige colour silk. Uh, and you can see a very torn jacket and a pair of trousers. Um, and, and they're almost left on the floor in this kind of forwards running mo- movement you can see that one knee's kind of bent upwards and the other one's straight out and the arms are kind of in this this kind of or the one remaining arm is, is in this kind of fold over pose it is like someone who's running has just been turned into dust and they're scattered across the floor I think I should limp over to it rather yep. painfully give it a good sniff to make sure it's gone away moving clothes around with the nose yeah you, in, you inhale some of this black sand and a promptly sneeze, which probably moves the rest of it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of it just kind of whoosh across the floor. I should just sit there with a rather confused and unhappy expression on my face for a bit. Okay, so you're all out of combat. It's all free action now. So have what I got are you Rowan doing? Have I got Rowan back? Have I managed to get him now? Yes, after after Ogvar dispels it, Rowan quite promptly falls into your outstretched hands. I'm just going to give him a cuddle because I think that's yeah. the first time he's found himself in a bit of bother. Um, he's he's very clingy. He's extremely clingy. He is going beep, 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 little back crying sounds. He's all over you, um, oh. and, and he's he's all over you. He looks up at you with these big watery batty eyes, and it, you can almost see his bottom lip trembling. And you go, need oh. Oh Rowan, oh Rowan, it's okay, it's all right. Look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep you with me. I'm ju- just gonna, I'm just gonna tuck him under my cloak and just keep him cuddled under one arm so that he's next to me. It's okay, you're yeah. all right. And then Laura's gonna turn and start walking. Well, she's just gonna start looking at her companions and um, gonna start walking down towards Esther. Uh, okay. gonna go. Everybody okay? Uh, I, I seem to be missing a, 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 a time or two. Everybody okay? I'm all right. It's, um, I think it's uh, Otto that's uh, not looking too, too good at the moment. Uh, what, what, uh, what happened? Who? Uh, I mean, he's gone. He's gone. Well done, Kieran. He's gone. Oh, I think it was a joint effort. It's just that I, I caught it last. Laura's going to wander over to meet up. Presumably, everybody's just going to meet up in a, a bit of a bundle, and she's 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 going to turn to Otto and say, "Jeez, what on earth happened to you?" I'm going to stare at her pointedly without saying very much, as as bears want to do. Yep. Okay. I may growl slightly. <laughs> okay. What? 
What's up? She's going to reach her hand out. She's going to reach her hand out and she's just going to try and smooth some of his fur, which is sticking up on end. And then she's going to look at her hands covered in black and then wipe them down a cloak. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. to walk forward and uh, use one of the charges on his belt on Otto. Yep. So that's... Okay. That's 11 points of healing for Otto. Okay, nice, perfect. It is gratefully received and she'll, uh, speaking of receiving, you shall receive a huge lick to the face. A slobbery one. (laughs) So, because it was so much fun and he licked my face, I'm going to do it again. Lick, lick Otto, or no? Going to give him another charge. <laughs> okay. I won't stop you. That wasn't so good. That's only five. Oh, yeah, five. Give okay. him another five. Just give you a gentle nudge this time. So thank you. Yeah. So Esther, <sighs> Esther walks up. I'm assuming you're going to kind of congregate in this area. Esther walks up to you, Otto. She pats you on the snout, and in doing so. Uh, Cascure minor wounds, I think. Um, 2d8 plus 2, which is 15 points of health back to you. She gives you a good a good pat on the nose and scratch between the I'll eyes. Give her a nice big lick, too. Um, and I'm feeling a lot better than I was. <laughs> the charred spots, but otherwise, okay. Es- Esther endures the lick. She doesn't look like it was gratefully received, but she endures it. <laughs> okay. I didn't see him get hit. What happened? He's he's not looking great. What happened to him? Uh, well, Kevin's you... not going to really look at Elora. Kevin's going to go over to Ogvar. I say, uh, it appears you got hit. Uh, oh, yes. How um, did that happen? Uh, well, um, it was uh, you. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm, and he's going to put his hand on his shoulder and use six... No, eight of his lay on hand points. Okay. Cool. Oh, no. Well, it feels a bit better. It's taking the, uh, taking the sting away a little bit. It's, uh, it caught, me a, caught me a good one. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh-huh. So you spent a little time licking your wounds while Otto spends a little time licking people's faces. Um what are you doing now so I'm going to take it that you've had some time to recover you've gathered your wits you've kind of filled Laura in on the blanks uh, and Q in, in on the little the blanks that are sitting in their memories what are you doing at this point licking our wounds yep you've, you've proceeded to lick your wounds and Esther and Q in <laughs> gonna have a good look round yeah, okay. Yeah, I See think if there's anything else. I think perhaps we would explore. Uh, Kieran, I think maybe we should just, now we're down here anyway, and while we're still recovering, might as well just finish looking looking around. We're down here, that's what we started out doing. Let's just get the job done. Yes, yes. But okay. I, think, I think we've got, I would say that that's possibly been the culprit. Well, it could well be, yes. I mean, it's not 100% certain, but it's fairly likely. All the signs point that way. I shall pick up the mushroom-coloured fabric in my mouth and offer it up to you as a possibility. 
Well, I'll go, uh, but, but this is, you know, uh, you know, of the two, this is a different pink, isn't it? This is uh, the second type of pink we... Uh, I, I, I think it might be, found, but... But not the first. Well, no, but the other pink fabric was down here that did that match. That was the one that uh, this matches. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit unsure. But the butler wasn't... He was. Do you think he killed? Do you think he killed the family? That he became affected and then he killed the family. I mean, do you think that's what befell them? Could do possibly yes, but um, it was also um, the the two other people in the photo uh, in the in the picture. Supposedly the wife and the child. Well, I, one can assume yes. And what became of became of them? Yeah. Was, was it a family affair? I don't know. We'll have a look around here. Look into all the nooks and crannies, because the first time we got attacked by a spider, and then we, you know, got attacked by uh, the vampire before we've checked everywhere down here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we carry on with what we started. I'm not entirely sure that everything's done, but I think just be a bit on our guard. I think, to say the least. Um, Esther. Esther. Yes, do yes. Um, do you think, do you think I could have that burrowing pit on back? Oh, um, yes, yes, dearie. She hands you back the burrowing pit. Oh, that's great. Thank you. They're, they're not the easiest things to come by, and I've only got the one left, so hopefully we won't need it for that purpose again. But you never know, right? Well, hopefully not. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay, uh, you, you alright, Otto? No. Ah, oh, okay, right, well, maybe we can have a conversation another time, perhaps. You just nod. Mm. Okay, right. we'll look at Otto the bear and, and sort of put his hands on his hips and, and um, how long are you planning on staying like that? I, I don't think he can actually answer us. Hmm, I suppose not. Shrugging, shrugging is difficult as a bear, but you'll see him try to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, as long as you're happy like that, then right. uh, the stairs were a bit rickety on the on the way down, and you're, you're not to be uh, rude or anything, but you are quite large. <laughs> probably Just heavy. look down at uh, my form and. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Alora would like to make uh, a search check okay. for the rest of the room, or start to make a yeah. search check if that's possible. Yeah, yes. Okay. Do I need to, uh, do I need to roll for this, to, or or are we just okay to or. search? Uh, you are. You can search around all you want. You've already rolled search checks previously, uh, and you didn't really find anything of any real value, with exception of the crate of wine. Okay. I can't remember the wine. <laughs> I've been yeah. to bed since. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the scrap of cloth that we matched to this mushroom yeah. fabric as well, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, sorry, yeah. Yeah. And there's no other exits that we can find on the walls here from looking? No, you can't find any any exits, any secret entrances, concealed areas. You can't find anything. 
what do, what do you say we go back up? We, we've, we've looked through the ground floor, now we've done the basement, but we haven't been anywhere else in the house. No, well, that's, that's, uh, there's, can't find anything else here, so we may as well. I uh, mean, assuming that the floors are safe to go up there, I mean, you know, it's not know. in a great state of repair, is it? Well, I'll, I'll go first, just in case anything jumps out. Yeah, fine, let's do Otto let's... can bring up the rear. Oh, yeah, okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do that then. So, gonna make towards the stairs, I suppose. Um, it's, it's never good to be trapped somewhere that you can't get out. I don't like the idea of being somewhere where there's only one exit. Well, it's very true, so um, I suppose if we make our way out, and the only way is up. Yeah, I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> you and me now. Huh, the other way's up. <laughs> <laughs> And that was well. by Yaz, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's terrible. That is no, that is awful. It's true. It's all true. Awful. Not that anybody in the US would follow that. Never mind. <laughs> awful. We've just gotta. We've just gotta hold on. Hold on. <laughs> We're showing our age now. I think. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anybody. Oh, there was an, a, a certain named um, record in the charts many, many moons ago. <laughs> Moving on. Please. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Kieran's going up first. I don't know who's coming next. Uh, Ogvar will sort of just gesture his hand out, sort of like, look after you to um, the bear. <laughs> I, put him okay. in, I, was, I, I, I had said put him in the back because if the, if the stairs collapse, you're more knackered. <laughs> Translocation <laughs> anglet. Oh, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so yes. you all head up the stairs, okay? Nobody. Are up. they going to take my weight? I'm going to just put one paw in it gently to see if we can <laughs> squeeze up here. It creaks ominously, however, it does hold then you'll probably get to see this rather comical thing of the bear desperately trying to keep his paws on either side of the staircase to try and keep himself from <laughs> falling through. <laughs> okay. Stunning. So you all make your, you make your way up to the ground floor, um, back into the kitchen area. Uh, as you as you arrive at the top of the stairs, who's first? Is it Kewin? Yep. Yep, Kewin. You see a pair of luminous eyes in the darkness... Uh, and you hear a great fluttering as a owl, which you've startled, uh, flies out from the kitchen, uh, back through Who? the main body of the, body of the house. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your, what's, what are you doing here? You, you're back in the kitchen. You're out of the basement. What are you doing here? Well, uh, so we've done in here. We've searched in here. We've go back searched to in that what? The only place to go is upstairs. Yeah, I think back to the main hall, and this staircase leads up, doesn't it? Well, I do seem to recall that. Okay, right, lead on. Okay, so you make your way upstairs. Uh, Otto, are you still remaining a bear, or are you? As far as possible. If the stairs look a bit too dangerous, then I will have to give that up. These these stairs look a little stronger. They're clearly made of a better wood. 
Um, they're made for decoration to be ostentatious and look imposing. They've held up a bit better than the rickety old servant staircase in the basement. So, then, you all make your way yes. upstairs uh, and you have a variety of rooms uh, branching off. You have, uh, in no particular order, to the to the left you have a dressing room uh, and what appears to be three children's bedrooms. To the right you have what appears to be a master suite and there is another room further beyond that. Do you want to all roll me a search check for the top floor of the house? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Search check. Incoming. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, no. oh dear. That's oh, no. a uh, a three plus a whole nothing for Laura. Nice. That's a third. Thirteen plus one for Kewin. Better. It's <laughs> a, a three plus seven for Ogvar, which is a ten. Yeah. All right. Okay. Nah. <laughs> and, uh, I have a massive plus three from my skill, but I rolled a 19, so we have 22. <laughs> nice. Okay. So. Follow the bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Hoffmeister bear. <laughs> Cuddles. Cuddles. Yeah. Okay. So, as you do a cursory search of this top floor, you enter into these different rooms, and you can see they're all in varying states of decay and dilapidation. Uh, bed sheets which were once probably a very lovely uh, a lovely thick cotton weave or a silk weave have been eaten away by moths they're now moth moth bitten they're, they are tattered they're grey when you enter the master suite there is a, a layer of dust centimetre thick across the top of the bed cobwebs hang from the ceilings and, co- and corners <clears throat> it's it's just generally very very abandoned you can see however as you enter into the master bedroom there is an attached room and when you enter you see it is a dressing room you can see that items of clothing have been pulled from the wardrobes some of them lay uh, on the floor ripped or torn however you do notice that the majority of clothing which is missing is male clothing uh, the women's dresses the, the the lady of the house her dresses have been left untouched except for moths basically they're, they're still hung on hangers in the wardrobes uh, and the colors washed out of them they now look very drab and dreary uh, rather than what you would assume they, they were once probably quite bright colors periwinkle blues coral pinks peaches, reds, they were probably once extremely gorgeous dresses. Simple in design, but gorgeous nevertheless. They're now faded and washed out. So, Otto, as you're poking around the master bedroom, you come across a... there there is a desk, there is a writing desk. Beautiful writing desk made of a lovely, lovely piece of mahogany. It's it's got paper on it. There's ink. Um, it's 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 in a state of disarray, like most things are. An ink pot's been tipped over, and ink's poured down this sloped surface and pulled on the floor. It's landed on the kind of this 
purple velvet seat and stained it with this black blotch. However, on the desk you do find a small tattered journal. Okay, the rest of you, uh, as you're searching around, everyone can make me a percentile roll, please. Mm. Just, just straight. Straight percentile, yeah. Straight percentile. Yeah, Ogvar got a 17. Uh, Alora got a a 19. Okay. That's a percentile, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, And Kewin got 77. So, Kewin, as you're searching around, you discover, displayed on the landing, um, above, uh, mounted on on the wall, there appears to be the remnants of a bow. Clearly, with time and age, the bow's frame has dried out and warped, the string snapped, and the bow itself lies on the floor. However, mounted above and still looking in mint condition, you find a single arrow. It's beautifully made, it's got a pitch black shaft, the arrowhead itself looks to be carved from some form of obsidian, and its fletching is dark black. You have found a slaying arrow. Okay, so Ogvar, roll me again another percentile, please. 84 this time, please. Nice, well done. Okay, so you find, labelled up on a bedside table, a potion of lesser restoration. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Okay, Elora, what did you roll, please? A 19. A 19, so not much better. Okay. You two can roll me another percentile, please. Okay. Uh... <laughs> that is a 19 again. A 19. What's the, chan- what's the chances of that? Again. Okay, so you find a potion of jump tucked away in a cupboard. Okay, and Otto. 42. 42. Nice. Okay. Can you roll again for me, please? Percentile again. And we have a 96. Ooh. Oh. 96. Nice. So, you find in one of the children's rooms, as you're searching through, this is clearly a child's room, there's toys everywhere. Uh, and they are broken, dilapidated, porcelain dolls which have had the faces smashed in. Um, they look quite creepy, quite, quite you know, terrifying in a way. However, in the one child, one one child's room, you find a small box painted a bright blue with a wave pattern and a little boat symbol on the side. As you open the box. It expands Uh. into a child's size boat. And this is a very, very small boat. You can see miniature oars, a tiny miniature anchor, a little lantern and a a very, very beautiful sail uh, in this kind of baby blue colour. However, it is most definitely designed for a child and it is only able to seat two people. Very found nice. a folding very, boat. Very romantic. A seat for two. Okay. 
And, with the exception of Alora, because she's incredibly bad at D&D, <laughs> as you all search around and take a look around the top floor, you're able to find um, various odds and ends. Um, you're able to find... Uh, 19 gold pieces, 82 copper pieces, and 21 silver pieces. Uh, amidst other things, you might find some nice looking candlesticks which you think might be worth something to the right person. Uh, it's up to you whether you take them or not. Uh, but, but otherwise, this house is, is pretty bare. But with the exception of Alora, as you're hunting around, you all can see out of the back side of this house a small overgrown courtyard littered with broken bricks from from walls which have crumbled and in the middle sits a dilapidated well um what i would like to do first is to pick up this the initially i'm going to go get this journal i'm yep. going to approach probably ogvar because he's obviously the one in charge <laughs> and uh, Proffer up this um, this journal and just sort of push it into his hands. He can wipe the bear slobber off in a moment. And then I'm <laughs> going to go find my new toy and um, and make that small again and carry that around. Yeah, yeah, you can you can do that very easily. So Ogbar, you've just had this journal coated in bear slobber pushed into your hands. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, um, Otto. Um, I think. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Ogvar will sort of. No, probably just like wipe the slobber off on his like the tops of his legs with onto his trousers, sort of. Yeah. 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 Just get rid of it, um, and maybe move to um, the window where there's maybe a bit of moonlight, where you can see the pages a bit better, and just give it a bit of a study, see what it is. Yeah. So as you look at this book, in fact, the bear slobber has probably done a bit to rejuvenate the leather. Um, You've got some kind of nice rehydrated leather stripes on it now. But as you open it up, you can see that it is very clearly a, a journal. It is a personal diary. It's small, it's pocket sized, the writing inside is quite cramped, uh, but nevertheless quite elegant. And the journal, the, the, the entries start off fairly normally. You can see there, you know, once every week or so. Uh, and, and they appear to document um, document someone's life, essentially. And as you read it, things things strike out. You see phrases like the cook, the maid. Um, and, and the more you read these kind of, or skim through these initial first entries, the more it seems to be that this is actually the butler's journal. Okay. They contain things like, alongside his personal notes, they also contain odd little lists, things that perhaps need purchasing. You see beeswax and candle wax listed in the bottom corner. If for all intents and purposes, it looks like a normal diary, which someone's just kind of jotted a note in quickly. However, as you approach the halfway mark flipping through the journal, you notice there is a large gap in time span. The next entry is chilling. Here the handwriting deviates from this quite elegant script. It deviates to a jagged 
rushed font inscribed in a red so dark it looks like black ink. For the next five pages in the journal is detailed the murders of the Lord and Lady and their children. Ooh. Yeah, it's not good. Oh. That's dark. Yes, um uh Ogvar will sort of like read but you pick through it as as he can with his with his reading skills, but he, he gets the, the general gist of it. Um and then uh he'd probably go, uh Lenora, uh I don't think I want to read this on my own. Can you come up here? Alora will wander over. I think she did have light cast on a dagger, didn't she? I think she uh, did have a dagger. Yes, I believe I think you she did. did have a dagger in her hand. But anyway, nonetheless, Otto is still okay. glowing. Also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she'll wander over to Ogvar. Uh, uh, what's the matter, Ogvar? Well, um, I found this. Well, I, I didn't find it. Um, Otto the bear found it, but um, he, he's passed it on <laughs> to me. I don't think he can read it at the moment with uh, no thumbs, but um, it's, um, it's, I think it might be the journal or the, uh, the diary that the, uh, the butler kept, uh, a log of his day-to-day doings and bits and bobs, but um, I shan't bore you with the, uh, the mundane stuff. If you, if you go to here, look, you see, it, it all goes a bit um, south. Laura's going to take the journal. Um, is it, is it, did you have it on the table? I was like reading it in the moonlight. Okay, right. Um, so she's going to take the journal over um, and have a look at the pages. She's going to read the couple of preceding pages, skim read it, and then notice that there's like a, a time jump and she's going to look at what is there and she's going to read on. Um, uh, she's going to briefly look at Ogvar. Um, well, this is grim. I this told you this place was scary. This this is very grim. So clearly this is the point in time where something happened to him? Well, I, that's what I... Did you think he turned into a vampire and then killed people? Or or just started no, killing the, people for the fun of it? I don't know. I, I, for the, the writing changes, doesn't it? So I, I think something has clearly happened to him. If this is the same person, if this is the same hand, um, then I would say that something has happened to him and this is what has been the end result. Of, of that occurrence. Mm, yes. It would explain what happened to the people. Oh yes, well, it only explains what's happened to the um, to the owners and the family. It doesn't explain what's happened to the rest of his family. No. Is there anything further as, as Alora reads on? Yes, yes. As you read on, Alora, you get the sense that the 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 two people you saw accompanying the butler in this painting downstairs in i mean even before getting to the part where obviously there's this drastic change they were only ever referred to as the cook and the maid so possibly not family merely servants or employees of the house but as you read on past this rather harrowing detail of the family's murder you do see further in uh, these these 
writings, again, they're more sporadic. They're not regularly weekly entries. They are more sporadic. Um, and, and you can see vague references to, you know, the body or this, that, the other. And it, it seems to hint to you that the two other servants of this household, they too perished at the butler's hands. Right. And is that pretty much where the book, where the journal entries leave off? There's no nothing further. It just, it just, the writings uh, I mean, just stop. Th- no, there are there are pages. This this book is is filled, um, and there are pages and pages of scrawls. I mean, you come across one section which is just purely six pages written in this jagged, craggy handwriting. Again, this almost dark red coloured ink. Um, just the words the blood over and over and over again um, across across six pages and this is tiny script I mean it must be written out hundreds of times across these six pages um, it, and, but, it, but it jumps around and actually Ogvar and Laura as you're looking in the book roll me a search check please That's an 11 all in for Alora. It's a straight 11, there's no pluses. Okay. That's uh, 16, a 9 plus uh, 7. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. so Ogvar, as the two of you are kind of holding this book and looking through, Ogvar, you kind of flick towards the back of the book. And right near the very back of the book, as you flip open a page, this page has been dog eared. It's been folded over in the corner. And as you open it up, you have to peel the pages apart. They're almost stuck together. And drawn clearly on the one side of the page, obviously where they've closed, it's been wet ink, it's, it's stuck and it's blotted, so it's, it's transferred over to this other page. But on the one page, you can clearly see the symbol of Skurstag. Uh, so, yeah, I've also like with it open to sort of offer it to Alora and say well I can't say I'm entirely surprised to find that symbol in here are you? <sighs> she looks at the the triangle and she looks at the symbol <sighs> she's going to sigh again well these just get everywhere don't they I wonder how long ago this was is there any dates on the pages to say how long ago it was? Yeah, you can see the odd couple of dates. Uh, it's not as clearly dated as it had been previously. Uh, beforehand, you can see this dates back to decades ago, many, many years ago, about the time when the house was still standing at the beginning. Um, and they were very weekly, weekly notations. Mm. This recent entry, as you as you head towards the back of the book, some of the entries around it date from, you know, a month or so ago. Okay. Well, uh, okay. It's fairly recent, really, Laura. A month or two ago. I think we'll take this. I think we'll take this. I it it concludes the stories for the village, but this might be something that's worth taking and sending back to the church. Oh, yes. Okay, so Laura's going to shut the book. Um, Orland? Yeah. Uh, could you, could you please 
take this book for us. It's it's a journal. Uh, we need to look after it. Could you carry it for us? Yeah, sure thing. Thank, thank you. And she's just going to pop that in and just pat Orland on his on the top of his flap as he shuts himself again. Otto is okay. immediately curious about this bag. Yeah. And he'll sort of, he'll sort of, sort of s- s- move over a little cautiously, quite low, and is sniffing at this bag in your hand. Yeah. As, as you take a good whiff and a sniff, one of the straps, all his front little toggle straps, comes up and smacks down quite harshly on the top tip of your nose. Oh. <laughs> oh. So um, with, withdraw in surprise and mild annoyance. Uh, Laura's going to turn and grin um, at, uh, at Otto uh, and just say, yeah, there's lots to discuss. But we'll you save may that hear a for low later. growling sound. But we'll save it for later, Otto. Ogvar <laughs> grabs like um, all in by like the, the two straps and then like, holds him up like above his head. Uh, that's, that's enough of that now because um, you don't want to uh, you don't want to poke the bear and um, <laughs> <laughs> we should keep his dirty paws off then. Yes, but if, if you annoy him and he takes offence to you, you are attached to me, so I, I'd rather not get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Give me to her then. Well, uh, it's up to you if you if you prefer to be with the Laura. You you, you can be. It's, it's completely up to you. You are you are a bag, and you have your own free will. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Kieran, what are you doing at the moment? Are you in the same room, or are you exploring maybe a different room on the top floor? Yeah, Kieran's just going to be uh, looking around. He's found this uh, uh, this arrow. And he was like, that's quite, that's quite nice. I, don't know, I, I, I reckon uh, Ogva might uh, find that useful. I don't think it fits in it. It's not a bolt, so it's no good to me. Um, so then he'll just carry on chuntering around. Is the, is the bow, apart from the string being broke, any good? No, the frame is completely twisted, warped, and and uh, kind of you can see it's got woodworm, and it's it's no good. Okay, so Kieran will just look around and carry on, uh, you know, sort of like see if he can detect evil anywhere. Or... Yeah, no, as you try and detect evil, you can't detect anything prominent. However, the entire feeling of the house itself almost gives you this this kind of almost a fading sense it, it, it's actually fading away from your your senses it's where it may be evil once inhabited its its frame it, it's starting to seep out already with the defeat of this this vampire okay so what are you all doing i think we'd probably reconvene having cleared the top floor and made sure there was nothing of any use um i think we'd have probably shared the information uh, our fan I found a few things. I found a potion and a few things. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, I found found a few bits. I've got this. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, well, I don't know if you want this. But um, looks a, quite a fancy arrow. It's no good for my crossbow, so you might as well have it. Well, uh, it's it's certainly uh, different. I should 
I'll have to have a, have a observe and a little think about what it is. But, uh, th- thank you very much all the same. I'm sure. No problem. I'll put it in my thigh so, quiver. That's where so, I keep all my, uh, my, my special arrows. But let's just say, sorry for the swipe. Okay? Oh, I, okay. I was under control, so. Oh, thank you for the sentiment. Uh, Are right. we going um, to. I don't know about you guys, but I actually could really do with a drink. I think. How long have we been in the mansion? We got up there early evening. It was about seven o'clock, something like that, didn't we? Yeah, it's it's. You've probably been exploring for about an hour now, all in all. So it's probably about eight o'clock. I suggest that we return to the inn, back to the heart and hearth. There is still a, a well outside yes. in the courtyard. Oh, is there? I didn't see that. It's, it's out the window. I don't. Oh, I didn't I, look at that. Not a fan of being here myself, but um, yeah, I, I, in, the, in the interest of being thorough. Yes, I, 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 I'm no, with, I, I'm I, I quite agree. I quite agree. Okay, guys, um, I would assume we access that through the downstairs then. If it's full, you can have a drink of water out of that too. Oh, uh, I probably wouldn't. No, it's probably a bit old, isn't it? It's probably dry. it could be dry. Okay, listening we'll... to this banter, I think um, I shall slowly make my way back to the stairs, knowing that it's going to take me a few moments to get down there anyway. <laughs> Okay. So you're all heading downstairs and round to the back courtyard, I yes. take it? Mm-hmm. Yep. From being in the kitchen, you know there was no access from the from the kitchen. This door was warped shut. So you will have to go around the outside of the house. So going outside, you see Bojo. He's quite happily sat there, keeping an eye on things, uh, maybe blowing away the odd moth which begins to flutter around. Um, yeah. So you head round to the back garden. It's this courtyard area, and you're able to enter quite easily. Uh, this is a kind of a, an archway, which, although it's kind of half collapsed and crumbling, you can you can make your way through. Can I encourage Bojo to just follow us along at this point? Maybe it's like this is a scare all these new people. I know. Yeah, Bojo Bojo will follow along. Upon seeing that, oh, there's two of them now. They're, yeah, they seem to be multiplying. Bojo's slightly larger than than. Than Otto is not by much, and uh, he's slightly lighter coloured uh, fur. Otherwise, they're very similar. It's a little unnerving. Oh yes, yes. Uh, oh well, uh, our side. Bear with it, dearie. Oh. You had that locked and loaded, didn't you? Heck. Well. Oh. For 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 God's sake. No? No. No. Oh, she's lost it. <laughs> TM's lost it. She was oh, barely dear. with it in the first place. Barely. Have we got any more of those? Let's get them out in the open. Well, it is a bare necessity that we go and have a look at the well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call the bare bones uh, basics, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's a lost clause. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I wouldn't sniff at any of that. Right. So we got to the well. Plenty. Yes, we're we're at the well. (laughs) We're at the well. So it's it's a quite it's a decent sized well. Uh, It's made of stone which has been piled up together. Um, Again, it's got this kind of traditional little kind of teepee over the top, and it's got a long kind of winding handle where you'd imagine a rope would have once hung. 
the rope is no longer there. You can see the bucket discarded somewhere across the courtyard. It's it's broken. The the metal bands keeping it together have, have pinged off, and it's it's just kind of like a a, a mess of of curved planks now on the floor. The top of this well has been covered with wooden planks, and a large stone has been placed on top. Actually, on top of the opening of the well. Yes, yeah, so this is where the opening is. It's been kind of covered over with wooden planks, and then mm-hmm. a large stone has been put on top of them. Okay. I'll go sort of uh, have a bit of a look at it. Well, uh, it seems like someone's attempted to uh, seal it off for some reason. Uh, Ogfor, uh, you don't think that. Well,. Bearing in mind, there were probably about six or seven people. Oh, I don't think we, we didn't come across any There's only one remains. way to find out. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. I don't want to say that. I think it been at least bones. You don't think that this is a storage area, do you? Uh, I, there's only one way to find out, I'm afraid. Uh, I suppose uh, well, I'd better have a look. Uh, so, Cuban's going to try and. Do you think move it might? Everything. We do have two bears that can. Do you, do a do you think it lifting. might be worth just throwing a torch down or something just to? Yeah. Right. Get the rock well, off first. Get, we've got to get the rock in the plant. Well, yeah, I know that, but we can do that. We can roll the rock off. But what I'm saying is, it might be worth throwing a torch down to see well, how you deep it is. cast light on this. I'll, oh, uh, I, I haven't got a torch. I, I, I'm, I'm really feeling quite drained in that department. I shall make a, an, a very slight growling noise and um, point out that I am still glowing with the effect of a daylight spell. <laughs> yes. Yes, so you you've been providing ample illumination. Yes. So are we suggesting throwing the bear down the well? <laughs> There's a slightly, slightly larger growl at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, but well, hang on a minute. We've got two large bears there. Can't they move the rock? Well, I, I was thinking that. Are you trying to make drop bears a thing? <laughs> uh, Otto, well, he's a bit of a sun bear, isn't he? Also, do you reckon uh, you and your friend could help me get this uh, stuff off the top of the well? Uh, he'll sort of tilt his head slightly, um, and you'll hear him growl a little bit at uh, Bojo, who should probably be pretty helpful, and they'll both sort of wander up, put their paws on it, and sort of just look at you to say, Are, are you sure? <laughs> Well, yes. Well, he's sure, I'm not, but I think we need to check this out nevertheless. We just give it a gentle shove then. Okay, you give it a gentle shove, and it is much heavier than it seems. Uh, You actually have to put quite a bit of effort in to actually push it off. And when you do, it hits the stone of this courtyard with a loud crack. You hear the, the stone actually shatter beneath the weight of this rock. Mm. Ah, Can I... thank you, Ojo. I'll just back off and let these guys do their thing. Uh, yeah, so then, okay. just move the planks. I'll just move the planks. They're not going to be majorly heavy, are they? No, no, they're, they're quite thick and dense planks. But you're able to move them and and basically just quickly shift them off. Okay, so as you do um, so. Oh God. As you do so. 
everyone roll an initiative. Oh, no. No, no. no I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh, don't like that. Uh, as, as you remove the final plank, leaving this, this dark hole exposed to the air, all of you can see thin, silvery wisps escaping. And as they do, Kewin, you feel a particular surge in Avacyn's presence. As these these silvery, silvery, wispy silver lights streams almost, you count six of them. Spiral and trail off into the air and dissipate in the moonlight. As you all look down into the well, you can see six husk-like corpses. Four of them, clearly adults, two by their dress you would say women, one in a tattered, ripped maid's uniform, the other in a scarlet-stained dress. And the final two figures are both smaller and clearly that of children. Oh, Esther. Esther, we're here again. Well, uh... Oh, this is awful. I it... think their souls are released, so it's a good job. I just felt a tremor of something in that... like a wisp. Almost like they've been released from torment or something. Well, well, that's... That's actually a really good thing. I mean, when I started out on this journey, I wasn't very religious, but I've had my eyes open to a few things along the way, and I'm really glad to hear that. I genuinely mean that, Ogva. And sorry, cue in. <laughs> um, Esther. Yes, dearie. I know. I know you were annoyed at my attitude toward vampires. But let's face it, this is, this, this has done nothing, this has done nothing to, to, to really change my mind. Uh, how do you negotiate with that? This, I know well, they're probably not we? all like this, but you, you have to understand where I'm coming from. Yes, do you? I, I, I do understand where you're coming from. Do not mistake me for, for not understanding or not caring. I am aware there is great evil in this world which cannot be overcome through uh, anything other than violence. However, you must remember that one individual does not represent the whole. Much like how one human does not represent the entirety of humanity. There are good people and there are bad people. I understand that, Esther. It's, it's not that I don't share or understand what you're saying to me but there's no point in getting annoyed with me over I mean look look in this well there are children here you can't always negotiate with everything and I did not imply that that was the case Laura 
there are times when we must resort to our baser instincts to deal with those who have no humanity. And that is a fully viable resolution to the scenario, especially in this case. However, it is always wise to approach these things with an open mind. Not all vampires are evil. One human can do horrendous harm, tremendous harm with, with, their, with, with their own hands. However, we do not condemn the entirety of humanity due to one individual's actions. And that is what we must remember. Each situation, each individual is different, dearie. I understand that. I do. I don't dismiss it. I understand it, but... What do we do with these? Kewin thinks their souls have, have been released. If that's the case, then perhaps we should just let them rest where they are. Maybe we should just tell the townsfolk, but I think they're afraid of this place anyway. I have a journal. Maybe you should also look at the journal before we decide what to do with it. Right, I think everybody you... needs to look at the journal. I think this is the point where you might hear some cracking and popping sounds as Otto's form almost seems to collapse in on itself, taking you back to that scrawny man wearing his old clothes, those old sandals. And he'll be trying to remain stoic, but you will see tears in his eyes. Still glowing. Uh, I think... I think Alora would glance over at, obviously, Otto changing. Um, and she just... I think she would just nod... Esther places her hand on your shoulder, Laura, and she places her hand on, on yours, Kewin. She nods and looks at Kewin. You are quite right, dearie. Their souls have returned to Avacyn's bosom. They are, they are home. They are safe. We can bury these bodies, however, they're merely husks now. Long since abandoned, they... Burying them would contain sentimental value, of course. However, what is important and what is vital is that they have returned to Avacyn's embrace. All of us return to Innistrad, one way or the other. I mean, we could just collapse the uh, well on top of them, but... I can seal it, if you would like, priest. Is this an appropriate place, or should we... Perhaps we should leave them where their resting place was. Yes, sealing the well again seems the right thing to do. Their souls have gone. Is there anything you need to do to protect the bodies before we do so? I can use my magics to seal the top of the well and ensure that nothing can ever despoil the remains in case that something comes, someone comes looking for some essence of the vampire that might still be left upon them. In that case, Alora will just turn to Otto and nod. Then, just checking to make sure that no one else is looking like they have anything else to say, Otto will approach the top of the well and he will cast Stone Shape and use it as best he can to level out the ground, moving or pushing the stones to one side to form just one solid mass on top of it creating a permanent plug 
so that they can rest in peace. In the grasp of his gauntlet, Cuin caused the cursed creature of the night to turn ash upon the earth, forevermore ending its foul existence, and, once freed of Ogvar's verdant vines, Rowan rushed to the safety of his sorceress's embrace, where he clung, seeking some soft words of comfort. The companions continued their careful search on the upper floor. A diary was amongst some of the items they discovered. As Laura and Ogvar examined the journal, it made for a difficult and depressing read. The sad and sinister secrets of Stonewell were revealed in a page-by-page, blow-by-blow account of the horrific brutality that had befallen the innocent and beloved family. The descent back downstairs saw them head to the rear garden of the house. Distressed at the discovery of the desiccated deceased in the courtyard well, our companions felt choked at the realisation that for the family, their happy home had gone from residence to untimely resting place in the most violent of acts. With the light of their souls now liberated, and in line with party opinion, the last obligation was performed by Otto, as the Spring Sage sealed their final resting place forever. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.